I'm Maria Menunos, and you're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. What's going on? Better call soft fans. We are live. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. As I'm sure you know, this is not how our studio normally looks. But right. have no fear. We are persevering in the wake, in the aftermath, really. Uh, or I guess we're currently experiencing it. In the current experience of the coronavirus yes we are no longer recording in studio for the time being we will be back in the future once this blows over but for now coming to you from our from our houses from our bedrooms i'm ryan nelson joined by two incredibly big breaking bad fanatics and better call soft fans first up he's an actor he's got a badass background i will say that is sean McHugh right here here i am in my hyperbolic chamber don't come too close. Keep your distance, but I keep still your, love you. <laughs> keep your distance. But another person you don't want to keep your distance from is Lauren Kling down here. Hello. Woo! Hello, everybody. How's worked it going? On, he worked on Better Call. This he worked guy. on Breaking Bad sets for uh, the first, not the set. He worked on the on the Breaking on Bad. The camera the gear for the, ca- the, camera the first gear season. For yeah. Breaking Bad's first season. He's seen the dust. He's seen He's seen how it yeah. all works. Sean, we see yeah. you. Good Sorry. Night. All good. <laughs> oh, um, sorry. But guys, we're persevering. What a heck of an episode. I want to just uh, tease up top. We're going to be talking about Mike in Mexico, Saul scamming, uh, Verde, all those incredible scams. Um, Kim's, where does Kim's real allegiance lie? I think we do know, but is she going to mess it up? Who knows? And as well as that fountain engraving, who is Max? And at the end there with Gus and Mike, uh, let's get some overall thoughts. I'm throwing it to Lauren Kling first. Lauren. Uh, that was a, a great episode. I was, um, uh, yeah, there was that, the, the lines that I wrote was Mike calls spring. Why am I here? Mike asks later on Jimmy's line. It gets nasty. It gets personal. It gets dangerous. And then at the end of the episode, Mike says, why me? And Fring says, because you understand revenge. <laughs> that was it was our, those three lines really encapsulated how amazing this episode was. Yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty amazing. Um, I, I personally thought, wow, like, I, I don't know if Mike got the memo about the uh, social distancing, but he is already, he's in Mexico and he knows about the virus. No, uh, I, I think, I think the big takeaway for me was, wow, there's something going on with, with Matt, with the person, whoever Max is. We don't know. I th- we were hypothesizing. We might predict a little later. But uh, I also think that Jimmy is really trying to turn Kim into Saw. She's, he's trying to pull the, the Saw out of her. And I think that's, that's making for a really interesting dynamic. Sean, what'd you think? Um, yeah, overall, a good, good, good episode. It's funny. I felt like at one point, Mike was on a vision quest. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, Mike is just out in the desert. You know, nobody's talking to him. He's trying to run away. Then they have to go get him. I thought it was interesting, though, that he had uh, an electric or the, the doctor had this like electric golf cart in the middle of like Mexico, like no man's land. We just hear that hovering noise. That, that was kind of fun. That was um, a golf cart, wasn't it? I, I thought at first it was like a mini a, or just like some kind of mini car, but yeah, that was a no, golf it was like an electric golf car, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but great. yeah, I mean, and then of course, all Jimmy shenanigans. I mean, he or sorry, I keep calling him Jimmy Saul's shenanigans, yeah, are just 
I mean, it's like it's it's perfect. Saw this episode, so I'm I'm excited to get into all that. I mean, let's get into the scams up top. I mean, the first off, you see the uh, the demolishing crew getting there, and the first scam with the with the mailbox. Lauren, was this classic saw? <laughs> It was not only classic Saul, it was amazing classic Saul with the address uh, numbers changing, the cops that, you know, the by the book cop and the construction dude, the foreman who's like, are you serious? <laughs> um, and what I, oh, what I noticed is Jimmy's got that tall boy of coffee, which is kind of his thing. And it makes me wonder, does he always have that tall boy of coffee every time he's into his shenanigans? I, I noticed that too today. I was wondering if we'd seen that in like promotional work or if that's ever been in the background. But yeah, he was he had been clutched in his hand the whole episode. Yeah. Uh, Sean, of of all the scams today, like what what, what was your favorite? Um, <laughs> I think the uh, the uh, the homage uh, to um, oh god, what's the movie? What's the um, with the prison yard and the whole thing of taking crushing the stuff and then releasing it through his leg oh my gosh what was the, no. what's the movie i'm thinking of? Shawshank? no yes thank you yes, thank you the homage yes. to shawshank was my favorite scam the way they did it and you know they're talking about the stars and stuff it's, it's like so ridiculous but so good see so good. i think i think mine might have been the the spraying of like a vision of Jesus on the wall. Oh. <laughs> what was <laughs> what was that? And then all these people came and visit, and they had to postpone again. The postponing bit was so funny. Again, the montages in the show are the best on TV. Um, but just uh, I got to make a call. Don't tell me. <laughs> uh, so funny and ingenious too. The oh my gosh, the Native American burial ground. Oh I, yeah. I like how the woman was like, I think this is contemporary, but we got to check. <laughs> I, I think it's contemporary. Uh, yeah. So funny. Yeah. I mean, he's pulling out all the stops. I wonder how much him and Kim convened. Or you think Kim just said, like, do your thing? That's a good question. Because I was never, I remember thinking, I'm like, I can't, I'm not sure how Kim wanted this to go with Kevin at the golf course. Right. Like, did she still want to be a lawyer with him or did she want did she want the out to, I, you know what I mean? I'm not sure where that was supposed to go. I think she wanted her whole scheme was I think she wanted to delay it to make it look like Mesa Verde was losing money, which they were just from every day. They're paying all those workers uh, and then just saying, hey, we can just do this other plot of lands and then. He's losing money by creating all the all these shenanigans. So that gives them in the driver's seat. He was hope she was hoping that they would twist there, but they didn't. No, I'm sorry. I understood that. I just mean initially, did she want to be still part of the team? That's a good question. Warren, what do you think? Uh, you mean the part of the Mesa Verde team? Correct. When, when, when the first meeting with Kevin at the golf course. I wasn't yeah. sure how Kim wanted that to go. You know what? I don't know. And I kind of feel like they played it that way. Again, we're always thinking about what's not necessarily what's Kim's end game in the season, 
what's the show's end game with Kim? And so I wouldn't put it past the producers and the writers to make it not that clear. We know she was on board with Jimmy, sure. but you're mm-hmm. right. Thinking back with her meeting with Paige and Kevin, what was her intention? There, one possibility is that she's like, I don't want to do this anymore, that I want to go out and work with just her pro, her, you know, she wants to work with her pro bonos. Maybe she you, sees Everett as a pro bono client. Are you, are you saying this as uh, as deep down she doesn't want to work with Mesa Verde? Because I, I have a full belief she, that's where she thinks she needs to be. But it, there's something about this specific case. But do you think deep down she's not, she wants to get out of there? She wants something to just pull I'm. That's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering if Kim is feeling for this man and, and might say, I want to work for the underdogs. Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's Saul. I think he's he's the perfect example of an underdog. Yeah. We had that great scene with them in the bedroom after like, they said, "Yeah, yeah, at all costs, we need to get back in the driver's seat. We're not budging. My dad didn't teach me to do that." Yada yada yada. And then they say, "All right, we're pulling out all the stops." Did Saul trick him into into thinking that, or do you think that was her own decision? Uh, I think at this point, Saul slash Jimmy is nothing but sincere when it comes to Kim. Um, mm-hmm. I think he was, I think he was being legit. Like, well, there's always this option. Um, I don't think you want to go there, but you know, it's an option. Um, he, and I, I think he wants it to be her choice. Is I guess what I'm saying. Lauren, um, I, sorry, I'm I'm taking a look at the chat and oh, cool. people are bringing up. Yeah, so people are bringing up some interesting things. Um, and so I apologize for missing what your question was. But I did want to share that Roel Rosner says Max was Gus's original drug cook and co-founder of Los Boyos Hermanos that Hector shot in a flashback in Breaking Bad. Oh, right. That's, that's a huge thank wow. you Which was, for that. Just, hence the revenge, hence everything around there. Yeah, no. Okay. That makes Right. And wow, then John, okay. John Doe, who we don't know who John Doe is, uh, says Kim <laughs> wants nothing to do with Mesa Verity past screwing them over, which makes me wonder if she's starting to turn and want to work for the little guy, kind of like uh, Jimmy slash Saul was doing. Okay. Okay. I, I think that's a good question. You know, I could buy that down the line. I think this is the first real issue she's taking with how Mesa Verde is kind of uh, behaving themselves or, or, or holding themselves. But I also think it might be a little deeper than that. Like most things are on this show. Um, we'll definitely have to see. I, I definitely think she is moving towards that, that Saul Goodman uh, holding herself because she can see that she can get results that way. She's even doing an impersonation of her boss. <laughs> oh, that was so good. I loved I loved her impersonation of of Kevin. That was that was pretty spot on too. Yeah, she crushed it. I mean, shout out to Rhea Seahorn again. You're the best. Yeah, um, absolutely love her. She's so talented. She's she's the best. Um, best, best actress on TV. But uh, they resort to going to other other lengths, and we have that incredible character, Mister X. Just. <laughs> I think stole the show, really. Wow. What do you think, Sean? Uh, no, I mean, I, I, I definitely like Mr. X. Um, 
it's funny because obviously we've seen him before, right? Like this isn't our first time seeing him. Yes. I think we got a, did we, we got him in, I think we got him either in an earlier season of Better Call Saul or in Breaking Bad. But yeah. He's like the backup go-to obviously when Mike, Mike when Mike's not available. available yeah. Right. <laughs> uh, I love that this guy had like 70 like pictures of everything he was like oh oh i i'm not thorough okay here you go right um so that that i i appreciated the guy's attention to detail that he took umbrage with him saying that he was surface level with saul <laughs> telling him it was surface level right uh so yeah I, this is what this show does so well i mean it gives all their guest stars like this big chunk of meat that is gnawing oh, and yeah. they always they always deliver I mean, because this is such an easy throwaway role, right? Like, this somebody come in, show us the stuff. It's like, no, 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 no. That's not how Vince rolls. You know, right. Vince is like, no, no, no. We got to make this a memorable dude that you're going to want to see again. So, yeah, that, that guy crushed it. Yeah. And what I love is he didn't just pull the stuff out. He had to be goaded into handing over the photos <laughs> in one envelope. And then the pictures of the stuff on the desk was on another envelope. Right. <laughs> Right, right. So you're wondering how many envelopes this guy had, what else he might have had at the ready. Yeah, he he had a lot of envelopes. Um, <laughs> I, I think my my favorite moment of that entire interaction might have been where he goes, yeah, took out a, uh, a airsoft and triggered the alarm, drove the maid crazy. <laughs> you're like, I was picturing him just like outside his car, hitting the window, and then the maid, like him dressing up, like I could envision the entire thing. Yeah, so funny. Uh, and then, yeah. and then that it took like this weird turn at the end of like, or we <laughs> yeah. could kidnap him with a bag over right. his head, and he'll, you'll never <laughs> see him again. <laughs> what? Which has happened to Saw, and he's fortunately gotten out of it. But he was immediately like, "Okay, see you later." <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh, so uh, funny. Good yeah. stuff. Great, great stuff. And then Kim sees something in the photos, which I saw it as the, it was the horse, right? The man on the horse similarity. Yes. It's almost like it's this, the, uh, the logo, as it were, of Mesa Verde, right? So mm. it's, my thought was, is there some kind of logo infringement angle they can go with? Uh, I don't know. Oh. That, was my, that was my kind of first initial thought. I don't know how... You know, it's probably deeper than that, but right. I'm, we I'm, think, Lauren. I'm, I'm thinking I, that. You know what? Too early for me to guess. No okay. guess at all, Lauren. Mm -mm. No. <laughs> but does what? it have? To, it has to do with the horse, right? Okay, fine. What Kim <laughs> saw was a picture of Ryan hosting the after show, and she got the smile on her face, saying, "Someday I'm going to be a guest on the show." Yes. Nice. Nice. That classic. Well played, sir. Well Very played, meta. Sir. That smile is going to be a meme, and I, I loved it. I loved every second of it. Yeah. Um, uh, all right. Now on the other side, the other storylines we got here, uh, going right over to Mike. Uh, we, got, we got a lot more Mike this episode. Obviously confirmed he's in Mexico. It's the guy that we saw uh, help that Mike brought Gus to in Breaking Bad after he was in a shootout. And he kept him alive. So there's a lot of, you know, connections here to Breaking Bad. And we see, you know, at first, Mike just gets up, gets up and leaves. As you said earlier, golf car brings him back. 
what do we think about Mike's what's going on in Mike's head all on this? Did, did Gus call him out at the end there? A hundred percent. He called him out. It's funny. I, you know, initially was saying that this was all about him distancing himself from his family for their safety. But after this episode and the way Gus calls him out, I was like, Oh no, no, this is just Mike in his own world, his own head and his own demons. Uh, that I think that Gus is smartly trying to exercise via uh, Mexico. <laughs> Warren. I think, uh, you know what, I think uh, the last few lines when Fring knew everything about Mike said, strange from your daughter, you're drinking, you're brawling with street hoods who mm. might be working for Fring. We don't know exactly how he was found and brought down to Mexico. Um so Fring was like, I need a soldier. And he, he knows Mike better than Mike knows Mike. Right. Um, you know, no, so, and, and that he says, you understand revenge, which is great because that brings up so many things about Mike's past and his reaction to revenge, like beating up the street hoods and then coming back to walk the streets again. Right. That's the Philly in them for sure. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I think you, you nailed on the head, Orin. I think uh, exactly. Gus laid it out on the table there. This is why this works. This is why it's not like you working for the Salamancas, how I'm different. And it all came full circle with that beautiful shot of the fountain and the title. I mean, this show is just great that way, where it just comes full circle at the final frame. And it makes you love it. The whole episode like that. Like it's, it's just great as uh, no one need to say. Um, I so like yeah. also just, uh, just to add on, I like how, you know, Mike essentially tries to call Gus out, you know, with this whole thing of, Oh, this kind of balances the scales. And he's like, this makes up for it. And then Gus is like, Oh, this makes up for nothing. Right. I am what I am. And oh. I was, I love that. And Gus is like, no, I get it. I'm, I'm, I'm evil, but at least, I'm doing something somewhat good. Right. Like he's, if someone's got to be this guy, it should be me and not these idiots. Exactly. And he's not, if there's anyone to do it, it's him. And right. he somewhat has a motive that I think uh, that Mike can respect. And, and I think he knows that he gets it. So, I, I mean, just great. And Mike's not an idiot either. Mike knew that saw that uh, Gus had some kind of intention there. And that right. brought him there. Um, but y'all, uh, there's just one last detail I just wanted to throw in there before we move on to our special segment, Object Sustain, which y'all in the chat start, start putting in what you object and sustain this, uh, from this episode, and we will, we will get to it. But first, uh, we had one little cameo appearance from Howard, who called Jimmy just to see how he's doing, what he's, th what he's thinking about. And... I it was quick. It was in and out, but I just want to get y'all's thoughts on that real quick. It was interesting um, how. Oh, go go ahead, Sean. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. I, I, I you know what I thought it was interesting. Who Jimmy's kind of like? I don't have time for this shit. That's really yes. all it was. Uh, whatever you said, I'm not even paying attention. Close the flip phone and move on. So he's over it. But what's interesting is Howard is not over it. Kind of the tables are turned, right? Uh, which I find interesting. He's now longing for him. Kind of like a scorned high school date, kind of like, I don't want anything to do with you. And Howard's <laughs> like, no, 
I want you. Now I want you. Right. <laughs> I, Sean, need we say more? Uh, not really. I just love that Howard is like barefoot in his office, you know, with his feet up. Like, yeah, yeah, like, like a Japanese, like he, Japanese like the, painting. The cat that ate the canary. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and then Jimmy is just like, yeah, go, go have yourself, bro. I'm good. Do you think he even put together the bowling balls from last week? No. 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 No, 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 no. Oblivious to it all. Well, guys, hey, I, I mean, yeah. Oh, so I wanted to real quick add something else from chat. There's oh, been go a lot of good chat about some people think that Mr. X, they explain Mr. X uh, might have been, hold on, uh, might beat the crap out of him in an earlier episode. Somebody else didn't think so. And then John Ulett Jr. says he thinks Kim finds a trademark infringement on the Mesa Verde image. The horse figure that you guys were talking about is from 1956 for a bank called Mesa and was Kevin's first bank book, as he mentioned in a much earlier episode. Oh, I remember I, that. Oh, yeah. So, so, <laughs> so, I didn't call it quite that well, but I did call it. Yeah. Oh, snap. That was wow. yeah. So thank you very much to everyone in chat filling in. I feel like the biggest idiot. I love the show, but man, the stuff the that chat, uh, you guys on chat are bringing up is great. So please keep it coming. Deep cuts. Deep cuts. Definitely. That, that is really hanging on every single uh, word of dialogue. Yeah. Uh, let's get into our special segments, Object Sustain. This is where we pick an aspect of the episode that we are objecting to, like we're in a court of law with, with Saul Goodman um, saying we didn't like it or sustaining and we, we really liked it, and please more, continue. Um, let's start with Sean. Object to think. Okay. Uh, I object vehemently to another episode without Lalo. Are you kidding me? Oh, my me? God. I, Are you, you kidding know, me? You're right. I need me some Lalo. It's been two episodes now. You're so... You're killing you're, me. Uh, you're right. Where is he? <laughs> Where I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea where Lalo is. We also um, didn't get Nacho either. No, we didn't. But I'm less concerned with Nacho, more with Lalo. <laughs> um, and then I sustain the Saul Acker montage. So good. Oh, my God. Those two in cahoots together. Acker has no idea how deep Saul's going to go. And then he just goes for the ride. It's great. I mean, when he pulls the mail out of the mailbox, how good was that? You're just like, this guy's right with him. It's oh, so good. Amazing. Um, yeah. That, so. the, again, the montage, great sustain. Lauren, give it to us. Uh, yeah, I object to Kevin not giving up uh, Vesa Merde because this is forcing Kim's hand. What I sustain to is Jimmy saying it gets nasty, it gets personal, it's, it gets dangerous, and Kim saying, okay. I sustain on that, but I object to the fact that this is most likely going to lead Kim out of the picture by the end of the season. Did you think that was out of character for her? <sighs> Normally, I would say yes, but since I'm going on this theory that this is her character's demise, whatever that de- word demise means, um, I don't think anymore. I think we've turned, and now this is Kim's new thing. I... <sighs> It's a it's a great call. Um, see, yeah, I mean, I object to that behavior, but I I think it's 
it's rooted in this relationship with with Jimmy with Saw. Uh, so I just think that's what's kind of coming out of it. But and whose fault is it really? I think that's up for debate. I am going to. I don't want to copy anyone. I'm definitely going to object to no Lalo because Lalo is the best. I mean, that, look, Rhea Seahorn has my heart and she's, I think, the best actress on TV. But Lalo is my favorite character right now. I, I'm just digging. Give me more, more Lalo. We got none this episode. Uh, object to that. I also, I, 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 I want to sustain that uh, the actor who played the worker, the head of all the construction guys, <laughs> just a great bit part the same deal and crushed it um which they that's a hands-off to i think like the casting department because they always cast even like the smaller roles pitch perfect and they're so memorable uh I, I think that is a classic better call saw scene um so i'm going to sustain that and i also i'm going to I'm also going to sustain Mr. Mr. X because I think <laughs> he he brought just a whole new element to the show, uh, almost taking like the comedy we usually get from from Jimmy and Saw. Uh, we got from him, and I just thought that was such a great dynamic they had in there. Um, moving on to news, Lauren. Yes. What news do you have for us? <laughs> All right. So, uh, Michael Mondo. <laughs> Michael Mondo was on Late Night with Seth Meyers, and he was talking about Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. So Michael Mondo was born in Quebec, grew up in Africa, so he only knew a few American people like Michael Jackson, Sylvester Stallone, and Eddie Murphy. And he learned to speak English by watching movies. Um, uh, He's terrified of snakes, (sighs) which is interesting because they film out in New Mexico. So he actually, it was his costume designer who actually suggested that he take on snake persona. So I believe he's got that uh, snake tattoo behind his left ear and might wear snakes. Uh, there was a, a, yeah. I think he has an earring that uh, is a snake as well. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So I, I don't know if that magically makes you not afraid of snakes. Like if a snake <laughs> sees you with the earring, it's like, we're cool. We're cool. Um, <laughs> Uh, they, asked him, they asked him if he knows the fate of his character. He's like, I have no idea. But he knows that his character's trying to find redemption, which we've seen him trying to save his father. And then I've got one more bit of news. This is just for Ryan. Your pictures of Rhea Seahorn. There you go. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Yes, she uh she's awesome. <laughs> That's and the news. I, I, I would I would vehemently object if we ever got an episode without without Kim this season. Because uh, we are in the middle of the season, guys, and with great time to transition to predict- predictions. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to do a little thing we don't normally do before we predict anything. And by the way, I, we did not forget about ordering from Los Pollos Hermanos just due to this whole coronavirus thing. We are, we are pausing that, and we will do that one day, but not tonight. Guys, next week's episode's title is Wexler v. Goodman. Oh, wow. Oh, so I think we're going to get an amazing court scene, which we haven't gotten in probably like two seasons. Uh, I am predicting not a win for Kim, Mm. but that might be what she wants. So is that a good thing or bad thing? We'll have to see. Right. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a that's a that's a sticky wicket, as the saying goes. (laughs) <laughs> um, I'm not sure, bro. Yeah, because like 
it's kind of a win win lose lose win win for Kim, right? <laughs> What's the best outcome? Hmm. Because I don't think there's a. I think they are hoping whatever they do, whatever wrinkle they find, it will force the hand of Mesa Verde to go that 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 other location. But I don't think that anything's going to change their minds. Right. Yeah, I think obviously that's what Kim wants. That that's a win win for her. That you know she keeps Mesa Verde, he keeps the house. We all move on with our lives. Uh, mm. But I don't think Kevin, as he said, my poppy didn't raise me to run from a fight. So uh, <laughs> I don't think Kevin's ready to go down. He's going to go down swinging. So I, I don't see Kim winning in this in the end. He'll go swinging, uh, Lauren. What do you think? Um, you know what? You bring up a good a good point. I didn't even think about mentioning the title for next week it's going to be a head-to-head so now i'm wondering um is kim going to have to decide if her future is with jimmy and saul or if her future is with mesa verde and going off on her own so that puts a new wrinkle so i have a question yeah this is more of a legal question if uh whatever happens in that court case next episode if that ruins the relationship with mesa verde could that potentially ruin her law career yes Mm. if she's found i don't play a lawyer on tv just in real life but if she's found to have (laughs) done something illegal it's quite possible she could be disbarred oh and here's something we haven't talked about what that her her current boss is on to her, mm-hmm. oh, right? right? Like that whole thing. When and then and then she pushes like she's on the edge. The way she calls him out, like, do you think I would do this? And he's pretty much like, uh, yeah, I do. So now she's really kind of put it all out there. Like, if this goes south, that's a great point, Ryan. She might be done as a lawyer. Yeah. You, you think like disbarred, like full on disbarment? I mean, at least for a year, like Jimmy. I, mean, <laughs> I think what would be killer is, I mean, it would be so breaking bad, but if, if something like that happened and then we see Acker just not appreciated at all, I think that would be like such a, mm. that would, that would say a lot about like the justice system. Yeah, ah, I, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But um, yeah, cannot wait. I think we're going to get an amazing uh, court episode, which I, again, like there's very few awesome court scenes in movies and TV, even though there's a bountiful amount of court TV. So I can't wait. Um, until next time, y'all, everyone in the chat, please comment your thoughts. Do we have any shout outs, Lauren, before we head out of here? Uh, you mean on chat or my shout outs? Oh, just on the chat. Um, I'd like to shout out John and John and another John. Everyone's name is John and Jow <laughs> and oh, me and Melly. Thank you very much for posting. Lots Thanks of there. Johns and Melly on the there chat. Three Johns in the chat. <laughs> wow. And Melly. Uh, yeah. So uh, thank you to all of them. So many things that, to discuss. I, of course, we're excited about next week. Very yeah, excited. Very excited. Yeah. All right. Without further ado, Sean McHugh, where can people find you? At SeanStar75 on the gram and at Gorilla Suit Sean on Twitter. 
Gorilla Suit Sean on Twitter. And Lauren Kling, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me at home where the uh, the mayor and the governor and everyone else told me to be. Uh, I'm on Instagram at, at Lauren Kling, L-O-R-E-N-K-L-I-N-G. Yes, and you can find me at Ryan Nilsen, R-Y-N-I-L-S-E-N on Twitter and at Ryan Nilsen on Instagram. You know, we forgot to shout out Gabby Castanilla, who oh, cannot be with us. Thank you, Gabby. It's not Corona, but she's a little under the weather. Uh, hopefully she'll be with us next week, but shout out to Gabby. She was texting us the whole episode and was like super psyched. She was bummed she couldn't be on here tonight. Um, so shout out to Gabby. Wash your hands, y'all. Thank you so much for tuning in, and we will see you next week for more. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.